0: Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint today on Expedition in Chiang Mai, Thailand. We're here as part of a convention of believing Christians throughout South and East Asia. An arc of nations that reaches from Pakistan to Korea, from Korea to the South Pacific, and across the Bay of Bengal all the way to the subcontinent again, An arc of nations that includes China and India, these huge players on the world stage, and smaller nations, nonetheless, important and significant and growing and stretching in these days. And today, our guest is a man who calls Pakistan home, Pakistan much in the news, a place of some danger for those who profess the name of Jesus, but a man whose courage and devotion to the faith is making a difference, changing the country he calls home. Our guest today on Viewpoint is Samuel George. Samuel, thanks for coming alongside. And thank you for
1: having me. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: And uh, Samuel, you have excellent English. I mean, as our yes. listeners can tell straightway. Thank you. Uh, your pronunciation and articulation is very well honed. How come? Why do you speak English so well?
1: <laughs> uh, it's because I had the privilege of uh, going to an American school, American university. Went to college and grad school and law school. In the U.S., so that's that's the reason.
0: <laughs> so you had a kind of immersion in American English. Yes, I
1: did. But Sometimes Pakistan did. is the land of your birth. That is. It is the place where you live. Yes.
0: And what part of Pakistan is home?
1: Yes, um, I'm from Karachi. It's in the southernmost part of the, the country. It's on the Arabian Sea or the Indian Ocean, as, as we can call it.
0: And uh, Karachi was originally the capital of Pakistan, was it not? It when was. When the country was born out of the independence movement in yes. British India.
1: Yes, it certainly was. It's like many other countries, um, being the biggest city or the commercial uh, commercial hub, it was uh, the the capital, but later, due to logistics, they moved it up to Islamabad.
0: But Karachi still is a kind of you might say, New York of Pakistan. It
1: is, it is. It's um, the banking capital of the country, the commercial, the seaport is there, and all the goods that come in, uh, men. much of the good that go up north to Afghanistan, to China, uh, they come through Karachi.
0: It's a crossroads.
1: It is, certainly And is.
0: an intersection of so much commerce. Yes, it is. Pakistan is much in the news these days. Uh, yes. Ever since 9 uh, 11, actually, I think the world has understood that Pakistan's kind of at the vortex of events, fairly or unfairly. Yes. Uh, the press you know, kind of portrays it as a seething cauldron of, yes. of dark forces. How would you
1: describe your country? Uh, Pakistan um, uh, is uh, pressed from all corners, so to speak. Um, because of its ideology, because of the religion or the religious people, and because of the politics and the hemisphere where it it is, being in South Asia, it's surrounded by India on the east and China on the north with Afghanistan and then uh, Iran on the west. All of these are big players with uh, a small nation like Pakistan squeezed in there. So um, it's been from the 80s since uh, the... Soviet Union came into Afghanistan and attacked them. And uh, their ultimate goal was to take Pakistan also, so that they could have Karachi as the hub for for the Soviets, because they did not have any seaport on the southernmost part of their their empire. But as uh, you may very well know, that the Soviets were not able to come through Afghanistan to Pakistan. Ever since then, the Taliban or the, the military people that were prepared by the Pakistanis or by the the American forces that were there. They were just left there with no check on them. And of course, when you leave them, then they had nothing better to do. Idle minds, you know, they got radicalized and, and um, they wanted, um, jobs or food or money and that this was the means for them to get it
0: and so these forces which originally were born to resist soviet
1: yes. pressure yes
0: took on a life of their own yes and now we have the whirlwind we yes. reaped yes. uh, with all these kinds of tensions yes. and conflicts and pakistan then now is tortured really
1: by all these winds and Certainly. challenges
0: and uh,
1: radical groups it's um uh, we, I think all of us are to some extent paying the price or, or you know bearing the brunt of it Pakistan also and 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 of course the United States also but I think uh, there is always hope uh, as uh, you know we as human beings we hope for the best so we're hoping that all this latest changes in the Afghan war bring some good for us uh, the war on terror is being fought very well uh, lately I, th- I think and there has been some gains in eradicating all the hostile terrorists from within our nation so we hope something good will come from it
0: now you Samuel have been raised up in a Christian family yes and you are yourself a Christian by your own choice yes and when we come back I want to talk to you a little bit about what that's like yes. uh, as a, a part of a minority community in an Islamic majority nation which has had all this sad history. What is it like for you and your family and your church family to live in a world like that? We'll be right back.
2: Praise you in the morning, praise you in the evening, when I'm young and when I'm old. Praise you when I'm laughing, praise you when I'm grieving, never sees another soul. Oh
0: Samuel George uh, lives in Karachi in Pakistan. He has been born and raised there, and he leads a fellowship of churches there that is quite broad with many, many thousands of believers. And uh, Samuel, I think when... We think about Pakistan from the outside. Mm. Our natural conclusion, based on the headlines, is that, well, if you're a Christian in Pakistan, it must be terrifying. Yes. You, you wonder, will there be a, a car that blows up in front of the church meeting, where there'll be some kind of outrage perpetrated against me or my family if I'm a follower of Jesus? I mean, is that real? Do you have a sense of fear that way?
1: Uh, certainly there is that... Um uh, image of uh, Pakistan and few years ago the situation was getting worse uh, and there were bombs going on all around uh, even churches, churches were being uh, blown but um, lately in the past couple of years um, the military has done an excellent job in uh, almost eradicating these elements from within our society and now as of this year We are at much at ease now uh, as compared to going to church or compared to having all the other festivities that we have. It has become much better uh, atmosphere for us. So it was bad, but it is uh, much better now. It can become even more better, but we are much at a better place now.
0: So you're feeling uh, encouraged as it were in regards to your capacity to live in peace yes.
1: in your home place. Yes, certainly. The government have instructed the local police people and and the local municipal authorities to make sure, to make an extra effort on uh, providing protection and law and order for churches and for uh, Christian or minority uh, religious facilities.
0: Now, as as a Christian church, as a Christian man, are you free to speak and to share about christ uh, in your pulpits and uh, on the street in your homes
1: yes um uh, we are free to share the gospel of lord jesus christ from our pulpits from within our church however we don't have the the safety or the atmosphere to go out and be on the streets preaching or sharing the gospel because um uh, that causes a lot of uh, problems for Uh, the Christians who do that. So street ministries or door-to-door ministries, that is not conducive um, in Pakistan right now. However, we we have the full freedom to share the good news, the gospel through our church building or through Sunday services or through pulpits. And also we have um, some television uh, channels uh, that are fully devoted to Christian programming, uh, so
0: so there's Christian broadcasting in Pakistan, yes, there and this is. is not a problem
1: uh, no, it is not a problem. We uh, have an increasing number as of now we uh, have more than twelve Christian channels that are working in different parts of the of the country, and people can be sitting in their homes and listen to you know whatever is being preached on there, so that is providing the local people. Uh, the freedom to, to listen to the word of God and if they have any questions they can always call uh, or they can you know go on the on the internet nowadays, Google is there, there are many people they ask uh, the questions that are being answered through social media.
0: Would you say that uh, people who are not Christians in Pakistan today and I realize it's, it's a very diverse population but I mean Are there significant numbers of Pakistanis who are interested in Jesus? They're looking at their world and thinking, is there something different or better than what we know?
1: Of course, um, everybody wants a better life. You know, that is just a human nature. Everybody wants to have a good business, a job, to send their children to school and to have a normal family. And that is sometimes challenging in Pakistan you know, to, uh, with all the bombing and with all the threats around. So of course they're looking for something. They're saying there has to be something. There has to be a, a solution to all this dilemma, all this uh, disaster that is around us. And of course, we as Christians, as uh, believers, we believe that Jesus is the answer. Uh, to our problems, and they do ask questions. Local people do have those uh, questions going on in their minds, uh, but they do believe uh, that, uh, that Jesus, according to the Holy Quran, uh, Jesus is a, a person that must be revered, that must be honored, that must be believed. It is, uh, the Holy Quran says that Jesus is the Ru'Allah, which means the Spirit of God. And um, according to the learned teachers of uh, uh, Islam, they always uh, say that uh, we must honor uh, Jesus and we must also honor the Christians uh, who live among us. So there is a desire. They are searching, they are looking, but uh, the whole thing is how do we present the gospel? How can this gospel be reached without offending them?
0: When we come back, let's talk just exactly about that. How does Jesus play, so to speak, in a world like Pakistan? Stay tuned. Our guest today, Samuel George, he lives in Karachi in Pakistan. He is a follower of Jesus, and he leads a a tribe of thousands of other believers in Jesus. And Samuel, what would you say to someone who was raised up in the Muslim tradition uh, in Pakistan? You share so much in common with the culture and the language and history, but a different view of who Jesus is. What would you say to someone who asked you from the Muslim perspective— Tell me about this Jesus that you serve. What should I know about him? How would you reply?
1: Yes, uh, I certainly, uh, people do often ask me about Jesus. And, uh, of course, they give uh, their own perspective uh, of who Jesus is. And I always encourage them to go look in their holy book or look in the holy quran what it tells you about jesus don't go to some leader or to some religious uh, uh, person who is trying to tell you what he or she thinks but go yourself and do the digging search the holy quran and it will tell you who jesus is of course i i uh, always tell them what I believe, uh, that, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and uh, that He is the Savior of the world and how He died for our sins so that um, we don't have to pay the price of our sins. So when we say say that to somebody who is not a Christian, it can be of any faith, be a Jewish or Muslim or Hindu. They always ask, how can one person's uh, uh, giving of their life uh, uh, save us you know that's uh, the the complexity that goes on in their mind so we always um, explain to them that um, uh, according to the scriptures uh, Jesus uh, was the son of God that was promised ever since Adam He is the new Adam so we have to explain how abraham's sacrifice of isaac and how the jewish people after that had to uh, make the sacrificial atonement in the temple that we don't have to do that anymore because jesus has done and then we explain the shedding of his blood that that is the price for our sins that is the price for our healing so when you sit and spend time with the person they begin to slowly and gradually grasp the thoughts or the, uh, the details of what we are trying to say. But it does take time. You know, it's not, nothing magical that happens immediately.
0: But it's a conversation and a relationship. It is. And that conversation and those relationships are today being forged in Pakistan. That's your experience.
1: Yes, yes. With, with the social media, with the Facebook and Twitter and and with the, the mobile phone, the cell phones everywhere. Uh, even the little kids, uh, you know, everybody can quickly Google whatever question they have. And that has uh, revolutionized uh, this uh, in, in, in Pakistan. People now, they they know when I tell them, you know, uh, that I am uh, a pastor of a church. Oh, so you are a Protestant. You know, that's what they ask them. So they know what Catholics are or the Protestants are.
0: There's so uh, much more exposure now.
1: It, it is. Yes. So uh, there is a dialogue, but... Uh, I think over the next 10, 10 years, it is going to be even more cultivated. The, the people are going to know more. Plus we, uh, in Pakistan, we have our heritage uh, as a British India used to have. The British influence is still in our court systems, in our education, in our schools, uh, uh, the official you know, uh, or everyday language in our uh, businesses and banks, and uh, it's English. Uh, So that influence is still there, Western influence, the English, Mm -hmm. the England's um, uh, presence that was there in India and Pakistan. We still have that. And so our culture is not uh, an Arabic culture, you know, where we totally speak Arabic and Mm -hmm. uh, we totally are. Uh, like uh, people maybe in the Middle East. Our culture is more like, you know, with the, with the people of India, our food, our clothing, our language. So culture is very open as compared to the Middle Eastern culture.
0: Are you encouraged for the future of Pakistan? Would you say that your church and the gospel have a role to play and that this this pivotal time in the country's history can play out in a way that brings Pakistan
1: Yes, uh, certainly Pakistan, um, being a a child uh, or a son of uh, uh, Pakistan, being born there, I will always have that hope in my heart that Pakistan will play a pivotal role, uh, and and it actually is playing, uh, but there is always hope for, not just for Pakistan, but for everyone in that hemisphere. Uh, And I think the more we open up to each other, the more we communicate with each other, the more solutions are going to come the more coherence and and desire to live together are going to arise within us you know a lot of uh, politicians try to awaken the the hatred or the disliking uh, of other neighbors for example with india and with afghanistan and with iran but i uh, always think that you know our grandfathers uh, were indians you know, they were part, we, we have the same heritage, the same lineal, um, we have the same language, the same food. There have to be somewhere where we can find common ground uh, so that we can live peacefully. That's the only way Pakistan can have hope and have a bright future is to live peacefully with its neighbors.
0: You're speaking of destiny, I think. You could not hold on to that hope and forge onward unless you had a sense of destiny, Samuel. And that's in personal terms as well as in your community's terms. Uh, The destiny of the church you lead. Mm. Is there a scripture? Is there something in the Bible that says to you, I I do have a, a destiny. I have things that God has planned for me and I must be faithful to that, even when it's not easy.
1: Certainly uh, the the scripture that comes to mind, and it's one of my my favorite scriptures, is from Jeremiah, Uh, you know, in 29, um, the verses 11, 12, and 13. There, uh, Jeremiah is giving hope to his people who have been in captivity in babylon for for so long yet there is hope for them and and he he says i i know the plans that i have for you that is the lord telling the hebrew people who are in captivity and that's what i think uh, in pakistan uh, we sometimes feel captive to terrorism we feel captive to poverty and to to no electricity and to darkness and to uh, all kind of uh, witchcraft and sorcery that prevails in our culture. But, you know, I always uh, remind myself and, and the people that uh, I pastor that God has plans for us to, to prosper us, to give us a hope and to give us a future and not to harm us. And the scripture says that and that is a, a promise from God for us and not only for the, uh, the Hebrew people but also I believe for the Pakistani people that God has good plans for us to prosper us and give us a hope
0: the scripture brings life and hope right to the table in Karachi. Yes. And that same scripture can bring life and hope to the table where you are seated right now listening to this program. Yes. Because wherever you are in the world, uh, there are things that rob life and steal life. Jesus came into this world and he told us that the devil robs and he steals and he destroys. But Jesus comes to bring life and life abundant. And the same ideas and the same hope, the same faith, and the same power and practical outcomes that Samuel is talking about in his world can be true in your world too. And we want to encourage you to open your heart and your mind to the God who made you and sent his son to save you and to give you hope and a future. You can take a step towards exploring that wonderful gift of God with us right now, by praying with us. Just take a deep breath and know that as we pray, God is listening. Our Father, we're so thankful today for your people in Pakistan. And yes, you have thousands upon thousands of people there who love you and long for you and desire to do good for you in Jesus' name. Thank you for our brother Samuel and for his witness and all of those who work alongside him. May your blessing be on them, on the city of Karachi and throughout that country Pakistan. But in the same way, Lord, we pray that you will bless us and that you'll call the best out of us and that you will give us hope in the future. Help us to see your purposes in our lives and we surrender our hearts once more to you, admitting that we are powerless by ourselves to do good, but that with you in us, as we are born again in Jesus' name, as we're redeemed from our sin and our failure, that you can make our way forward better than where we have been. I pray, Lord, that everyone who joins me in this prayer will experience your presence and blessing just now and before 30 more days pass, they will know this prayer is being heard and answered. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you'd like to know more about this God who is at work in Karachi in Pakistan, the same God who knows you by name and can be at work in your life too, if you would like to know more, give us a call. Dial this number, toll-free, 24 hours a day and 7 days a week, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. If you would prefer, just check us out online. Our website, CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope, cbhviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there, send us an email, we will reply. Or at the last, if you prefer, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you reach out to us by phone, online, or by the post, please let us hear from you this week. Samuel George, a privilege to be in your company anytime. Thanks for being with us today on Viewpoint.
1: My privilege, my honor. Thank you, sir.
0: And a Happy New Year to you and all of your brothers and sisters in Pakistan. Same to you. And to all of you listening today, thank you so much for coming alongside. We hope you'll be with us again next week, as we always try to help you see your world from heaven's view. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.